0: The checkered flag ends the race, but it's only the start of the conversation. Michelin post-race tag on imsaradio.com. Have your say. Ask the experts. Make your point. Michelin post-race tag. The end of the race is only the beginning.
1: Adam, this frog right turn lover is changing, is uh, changing tyre pace now more important or at least as important than car and driver pace. That last pit stop uh, from the number 60 put it right back in contention. That's a fair point that isn't it Shea? What's going on down in the pit lane?
2: Yes, I would say yes but uh, when we get to a place like VIR no. Um, It all has to do with track conditions as well because it makes a big difference if tyres make a big difference and we've seen in the the actual pit stops the amount of time that it takes to change the tyres varies greatly on the class and the uh, pit crew so it's all dependent on how good your pit crew is and also how much of a change new tires makes remember we heard from one of the teams talking about putting on new tires was actually a detriment because it mm. took longer to get heat in them
1: yeah absolutely right jeremy from mickey hetherington mm. um should we have a re-profile or something different to turn one i seemingly no one cares about sticking to the track limits there, we saw problems earlier on uh, in the weekend. I, I, I don't think we reprofile it, but maybe <clears> a, a thicker white line there, or uh, some uh, something that has to be done there because clearly it was an issue earlier on.
3: Yeah, I mean it's just, yeah, yeah that's the one point on the racetrack that is uh, sort of questionable these days because of what they've done to improve improve the safety aspects of it. It's improved the safety aspects, but it's it's put some more grey areas if you like in the in terms of the fact whether or not you gain an advantage by running wide there so it's kind of, it's a little bit messy but look this is a great track in any case so um you know what the heck <laughs> basically i mean look you know it, it it tends to kind of even out in the wash uh, it's 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 a high commitment corner there turn one and uh, if you're going to make a pass there you've got to be completely alongside on the uh, in the braking areas is really what it boils down to um and uh you know the, the, it's the, there's going to be incidents on certain corners on certain tracks and that's probably one uh place here that that's quite likely to happen
1: is it slightly odd jeremy that the headline race of the weekend was shorter this weekend than the pilot challenge <laughs> um I, I mean i i like the fact that we, we've mixed things <clears throat> up it's going to happen at india of course next year as well isn't it
3: no 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 opinion on that one it doesn't doesn't no. make any difference to me it uh you know it's, it's the whole season we're looking at and uh, two, i think a two hour and 40 minute race around here is is uh, you know super exciting for the fans and uh, and for everybody involved so um yeah i mean you know the, 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 for many years there was a six hour race here at road america and uh, you know if you're a real endurance fanatic then yeah yeah we'd love to go back to the six hours yeah. but uh, but then you know, these cars cost a lot of money and uh, to run, and the longer you run them, the more expensive they are, and that that's something that IMSA has been very mindful of over the years. And you know they have the the endurance cup, which is a 24 hour race at Daytona, 12 hours at Sebring, the six hours of Watkins Glen, and the 10 hours of uh, of a Michelin Raceway Road at Lantern. that's the way it is. The other races are are shorter. This is one of the shorter races. What the uh, you yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: and it it has it has provided us with great entertainment. Yeah, tremendous. Uh, as as well, uh, th- th- there's a headline, of course, that we're going to repay for this, Chuck Jeremy. That's yeah. only going to make things faster uh, yeah. uh, as, and possibly more committed. We saw how committed the drivers have to be today. My goodness, what's it going to be like when we're back here next year?
3: Well, yeah, it, it, and that is a, you know, a bit of a concern amongst uh, uh, some some people in the paddock, certainly, because you know, there's there's no room for here, no no room for error here at the best of times, and if the track is even faster, then uh, it could be. Uh, even, you know, even more of a of a challenge for the for the drivers. But uh, you know, that's what racing is about is is providing challenges and overcoming those challenges. Uh, Jeremy, we move on to
1: VIR. A similar sort of track in terms of its uphill, its down. There's, there's no room for error there, no. not because the walls are there, but because there's grass right on the edge. We're not going to have any discussion about track limits there. GTs only. It's been a, it's been a great success, the GT Festival at VIR.
3: It has. Uh, and, and similar to Lime Rock, uh, You know, the, 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 the fans that go there love it. Uh, the, the drivers really enjoyed. It's a good opportunity for the GT teams to uh, to to have more of the limelight, and and I think it's just a, a another facet to this series that is enjoyable for for everybody's concerned. Yeah, for, for for fans who live in that area, yeah, they'd love to see the prototypes there. But um, I think that track really does suit the GTD cars a little bit better, even than the prototypes. Uh,
1: and as you detailed with the points there, Jeremy, it is. Uh, it is going to be a, a, a fight to the finish from the two Acuras uh, at Motil Petit-Lemont, which is a little bit further in the distance. But that's the next time we'll see the DPIs and the last time yeah. we'll see the DPIs. Their rain ends on Saturday and their replacements are on track at the same place uh, on Monday Brilliant that this has come down to two teams at the end of the season.
3: Yeah, it absolutely is, and uh, you know, it's been a fantastic battle between those two. And you know, you, you could say there that Philip Albuquerque was a little bit lucky in the in the, in the fact that uh, Jarvis just had to had had to lift off. In all, uh, otherwise, he would have run into the back of the, of the Acura. Uh, he just hit, caught it precisely the wrong time, and that little hesitation uh, was all that uh, Albuquerque needed just to have an opportunity. To, to dive wide and, and get that place coming down the hill there. But that was a tremendously exciting race. And it was, uh, it was a, a moment of pure commitment from Philip Albuquerque. And that could be... As yeah. we
1: sit now, that could be the
3: championship, couldn't well, it? Well, it certainly moved him into the championship lead. Well, it wasn't that that moved him into the championship lead. It was the incident uh, you know, several laps later that t- took uh, Oliver Jarvis heavily into the wall that cost him the championship lead. But it's still that battle is still going to be going on. There's not much to choose between those two cars. and But, but Albuquerque has pulled off two incredible overtaking of uh, manoeuvres, both at Watkins Glen and here at Road, Atlant- at Road uh road america and that is that's ultimately the difference those two passes have made just a huge difference to the championship points table and uh, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's building up to a tremendous finale. Jeremy, I'm going to let you get prepared for the
1: Lamborghini Huracan Super Trofeo race, which uh, is our final race of the weekend. So let's bring back in, uh, thank you very much, by the way. And uh, Jeremy, we'll be back with us in the Hagerty Global Broadcast Centre uh, for the next couple of rounds, of course. Uh, still on the air for Michelin Post Race Tech here. Cher Adam uh, joining us and breathe and breathe <laughs> cheer after, after that one uh, what, what have Shank got to do MSR got to do to get that race victory I, I mean they uh. had a horrible car at the early part of the race today uh, they managed through uh, a bit of engineering a bit of great driving from Ollie Jarvis and uh, uh, a bit of great strategy to get back into to the fight uh, and then traffic bit them twice there
2: Yeah, and and how ironic was it that it was another Acura uh, in the field that ultimately cost him the place? Twice, Um, uh, I'm gutted for the team, honestly. Uh, The candor that they've had with us, the the open-ended honesty. Tom Longfist telling us in that interview uh, midway through the race that they just haven't been there all weekend. They've been trying to chase the car, and what turned out to be a bit of a nightmare of a race weekend for them and it started out with so much promise coming in with the championship lead and looking at this track which albeit hasn't been the kindest to shank over the last couple of years the good news is we go forward to Motul Petit Le a race which they famously won back in 2016 that was with Oli Pla in their car um they it's not all over uh, not all hope is lost and I do think Think that there is some something to be said. They've got a split program. Keep in mind they are racing two cars in Nashville this weekend, meaning that their personnel are between here and there. They can't have Mike Shank on both pit boxes. He is in Nashville. Mm. Not that that takes any attention or focus no. away from the team, but it does complicate things. Which is whereas Wayne Taylor Racing, as an organization, have the Kanuka Nolta Racing program, which is the DPI, and then they've got the Lamborghini Super Trofeo both cars leading the championship in their respective classes, Mm. but they're both at the same tracks on the same weekend. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'll talk about DPI in the end of the DPI era at the moment. Alan Prosser comes up with this. We're off to VIR next. And congratulations to Paul Miller Racing, by the way, for wrapping up the yeah. uh, wrapping up the Sprint Cup. I know that was important to them. Alan Prosser, with an intriguing thought, is there anything stopping the prototype teams getting their hands on a GT car and entering VIR? I think they've probably got their hands full doing other stuff, but I don't think there is, is this year? It would just be no, like a wild card, Henry.
2: It, it totally would. And like I just said, we Racing. Very close connection. To Lamborghini, Uh, keep an eye on that. We've got teams like JDC Miller Motorsport; they run in TCR in the Michelin Pilot Challenge as well. So it's not as if these teams are solely focused on one thing and one thing alone. Cadillac Racing, obviously with Chip Ganassi, they're focused on a lot of other things Mm. as well. Um, So these teams are used to having their attention drawn away by other programs going on. I don't think that we would see any of them at VIR though, because this is a very busy month and a half off. There's a lot. Of these new GTP cars that are getting yes. their first legs in the US in that period of time, and so I think the testing is just going to continue.
1: And, and effectively, those teams who are running the DPIs, like your RLLs, uh, like the, uh, the Chip Ganassis of this world uh, et al., uh, who are still running something else towards the end of the season, um, effectively, those cars are going to be a petite, so that they've got to have them ready straight after so they're taking them with them there's, there's no yep. time to sort of nip back to the shop and pick them up and then bring them back to road atlanta so uh,
2: no, no no definitely not no. uh the two accurate teams are both based in indianapolis so yep. nope that doesn't work uh chip ganassi based in charlotte now and indy as well nope that doesn't work um jdc based in I want to say it's somewhere in the northeast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, it, it's not exactly as if it's a, a quick hop, skip, and a jump away to uh, pick up the other toy.
1: No, totally, totally. And, and on DPI, it, that is the penultimate race of DPI. That we will see. So the end of an era is nigh, share, And what a way to go out. Petit Le Patilamon Mot- uh, Petit Le at Mission Raceway Road Atlanta is a happy hunting ground for good DPI racing. But if that had been the last race, I'd have been happy for that. Mixed class racing, all five classes, traffic, giving, taking, um, incidents, uh, uh, talking points, plenty going on. The DPI's have done a really good job for IMSA and people turned their noses up uh, at them at the start because they thought they weren't quote unquote proper prototype cars because they were only built on a P2 they're the fastest prototype racing cars in the world right now and they're knocking on the door of absolute lap records from the old 1200 horsepower Audi and Porsche uh, uh, Peugeot days they've given us great entertainment and great racing
2: they have and it made me sad when I realised that this was the penultimate race for them because they really have been such beautiful machines and what a privilege and an honour to get to stand so close to them and listen to them and if you can get trackside for Motul Petit Le Mans do it because these cars, it's not the same when they race in historics, I'm sorry it's just something about them being taken to the absolute limit corner after corner it's a beautiful thing (sighs)
1: I, I just wish we could persuade somebody to pull out that Mazda, uh, oh. a, a Mazda for the last race of the uh That would be a surprise entry that on would the be list. Cool wouldn't it? What do you think we're going to see on Wednesday then when you uh, you have a look and crunch the numbers with our Valkyrie start attack? We talked about the closeness uh, of, of racing. There's going to be a lot to chew through there, isn't there?
2: I think so. Um, to be honest, I'm not entirely sure what I'm going to see because, yeah, there was a lot of passing and, and a lot of uh, traffic to deal with, but there was also a lot of space between a lot of the other classes. So if you look beyond GTD Pro, there was uh, fairly spaced out, uh, I would say battles, but they, they weren't within that three seconds i don't know what we're going to see the yellows really played an effect on everything too
1: yeah absolutely right finish off with a couple of questions very quickly um should we have banking on the carousel, says Pierre no. Paniguer? <laughs> Let them slide off. Let them slide off. Okay, so that's a, a, a nice, easy one. Uh, um, Sebring 12 fan, I certainly hope Windward Racing gets to keep this win. I don't Oof, think there's any, uh, any, uh, any, uh, any chance of them not doing that at the moment, although we've got post-race uh, scrutineering uh, as well. Uh, they were very happy with that, weren't they?
2: Oh, They were thrilled. They were over the moon that finally they get to uh, stand on the top step of the podium again since their first race they haven't been on the top step of the podium Uh, but yeah you're right post race scrutineering there is quite a bit of damage to the front of that car I'm going to keep my mouth shut and just hope that everything goes well for them Um, but also think about the yellow how much that changed the shape of the race at the end because our top three cars were very very close and in one case not going to make it as confirmed by the team before that uh, checkered flag even was coming close to being waved.
1: Share thanks very much for all your hard work uh, this weekend. We'll see you at VIR for the uh, GT Festival. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekends. Share Adam down in the pit lane. It was Jeremy Shaw and John Heindorf in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. Tim Gray has been on duty for everything over the weekend. Tim, thank you very much indeed. We've got a lot to talk about on Wednesday on Midweek Motorsport, 8 o'clock UK time. That's 3 o'clock Eastern. I'm John Heindorf. From the National Park of Speed, Road America, and IMSA's fabulous racing weekend. Bye bye for now.
0: program is a radio show limited production. For more check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.